I was the one that sat in that room and was told three words, change or die. I was the one. And you're sitting in front of you and realize this. Realize this. I had two, two, two shots at life. And I almost lost the one. This one I have now in front of you, all of you, I am hanging on for dear life and everybody in this audience would have to rip it from me. That's how much passion I have about living because I know it's important. So do you. So do you. Good afternoon. I'm Michael Knight. Welcome to Change or Die. And today I'm going to turn the tables. I'm going to walk away from hosting the show and I'm going to turn it over to one of the most incredible social media people in the state of Michigan and in the Midwest. His name is Marcus and he is going to facilitate what is going to turn out to be an incredible program. And from my point of view and my perspective, it hits home because I was one of those kids growing up, had low self-esteem, low self-confidence. I met the man, Fabio, who you'll be introduced to by Marcus very shortly. But I'm proud to sit at the table with this man because we both have the same vision. Kids are important. Everybody's important, but we got to get our shit together with these kids because nothing means more than self-esteem, self-confidence in this day and age with kids because in the last three years, COVID has done one thing, is tell all these kids what they cannot do. So when you walk into Fabio's place or my place at Art of Strength, and Marcus will share this with you, we have one goal. Put a smile on those case faces. So, Marcus, it's your show. How you guys doing? I'm doing Good. great. How you doing? Man? So, you know, coming from a perspective of I'm both been exposed to both of your gyms, you know, level of expertise and what mission you guys have in mind. So I haven't participated as of yet, but I plan to. So I, I want to get some questions out the way to kind of get a better understanding, not just for me, but for the people watching so they can get a hold of, like, what goes into your practices how do you guys construct with your expertise to create something that is going to change the world that's going to benefit people so i want to start with some questions hello fabio hello michael how you guys doing you I'm, guys are i'm ready to rock good, and roll man. yeah <laughs> how you doing? That's, that's great to hear and i'm excited to ask these questions so first i want to i want to come off i'm going to ask michael i'm going to move to fabio art of strength what is your approach? What is your style when it comes to your training? What is your goal? What are you trying to achieve with these people? Is to make them aware that we can get stronger at no matter what age if we have the right instructors. And what I mean by that is that I sat in my room for many years. My name on the door, I thought I knew it all. I didn't know anything until three weeks ago. I realized how really blessed I was to be at the level I am because of the coaches not at a certification, not at a workshop. When I met people and I read about them, I got on planes, stood in hotels, and actually worked under them, shadowed them. I wanted to pick their brain, and to this day, they will never stop. So I stand in front of these kids at this combine, and I go, they need more teaching. They need more coaching. We sit on social media. We watch people with their clothes off, dancing in sexy outfits, and we glue ourselves to these. And I thought to my team today, I said, what would happen on social media if for the next two months, every trainer instructor in the world had to wear a top, a long sleeve sweatshirt, and a long pair of pants? What would we do? You're going to have to go find the good teachers, and that's what we're trying to do. But in answer to your question, is really build self-esteem and self-confidence at any age. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Even at our age, we can go. And before I turn it over to Fabio, I want to show you what happened in my class yesterday. This young man came in lost. He was 10 years old, and I want. He's sitting in an adult class. I'm sitting next to his mother explaining him the process of what we're doing. Now, the mom wants, I need him to get faster. I need him to do this. I said, stop. Give me 10 minutes and watch what's going to happen. So if you can go show me this young man who came in my room yesterday. Now, this is an adult class. He's only been in my class twice. This is a Turkish getup, which is performed, which is incredibly difficult. But the discipline we install in these kids, but just watch them in front of an adult class. And if the music, if we had it up loud, which I didn't want, watch what happens. Watch the success. And if you know anything about Turkish getup, he's only been in my class for one hour. He's smiling. He's looking over at me. <laughs> he's nervous. But watch. Wow. And we're coaching him through, and all the adults are in the room. He's sitting right in the middle of the adult room. He does this almost perfect. Now, the bigger thing, and I looked at his mother. She took this. I said, now watch. Show his face. Look at this. Stop. Will you look at this? This is why I do what I do, to get that face Back on every young man and woman's face in my gym and anybody that walks through my doors. That's why I'm here. So that kind of gives you an idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see what you're saying. It's like, I mean, looking at him, he just looks so excited. You know, there's no fear in his eyes. He's like, he he has a clear instruction of what he's doing and he's proud of what he's done. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. He got the instruction. Mm-hmm. You got to get the instruction from the right coaches. I always tell people when you walk into a room and you meet a trainer or a coach, ask him one question. Who's his coach? Who's her coach? If she says nobody, he says nobody, please do me a favor. Turn around and walk out because they probably think they know everything. And I can talk from experience because I was that guy. I sat there with that same attitude and it almost buried me. Mm, Okay. I see what you're saying. That's... That is, man, that it's is deep. something that's deep. It's super deep. And, and not going over you, Fabio, it's like I know that you instruct a lot of people too. And jujitsu is a huge part of like self-confidence as well. It's like oh, yeah, 100%. Stepping um, out into the world. Yeah, I mean, jujitsu teaches right from the get-go that, um, you know, in order for you to be, to get your self-esteem, you have to put in the work. You have to be disciplined. If you're not, just like you are disciplined in your, in your art, um, you know, you're not going to be good at it, you know. So, and as as you get better, better at it, and the more confidence you get. Like me, I, I'm 140 pounds, five foot five. I was bullied all my life, you know. And I started jujitsu, and it changed my life. And I'm now I have the confidence where you know somebody tried to bully me, you know, I can walk away, or I, I don't have to walk away. I'm <laughs> confident enough to defend myself. Notice that I'm standing about four more feet away. From the table. <laughs> I've educated myself on that too. But you know, with that yeah. being said, I always walk away. You know, I don't, I don't promote violence or anything like that. Okay. So, what form of progress? How do you track your progress to with your students that are in your class? Oh yeah. So in jujitsu, it's about time and skill set, right? So when the person walks in, um, they start the jujitsu journey. Um, you know, it takes time. They have to train. I would say three to four times a week to start really seeing progress. Um, and, you know, with time, if the person's coming in, they're going to get better. So when they're about to get promoted with a stripe or the new belt, 
um, myself or my instructors will go over to them and train with them and see where they're at. And, and I do that to everyone, mm-hmm. everyone. Now, I mean, we have over 200 students. Somebody's going to get promoted. I go the day that I'm thinking to promote them and say, all right, this my test is you're going to roll with me and I'm going to put you in the situation and see how you respond to the situation at your belt, belt level okay. or, at, or, or at your stripe level. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you're a brand new white belt. You just got a two stripes. You're about to get a third one. I'm going to put you in a situation where at this level you should know what to do. If you don't, you don't get promoted that day. If you do, you will. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's no. That's I see exactly what you're saying. It's like it's a time thing, and that's interesting thing. because Michael says very similar things. He says it took him to he was 61 to be able to know exactly of how he can help people because your journey all this time, you know, is like when you're in 30s, you, you said it yourself. You thought you knew everything, but you, you didn't. Know anything. Right. So and what you because we, we went back and we were showing each other notes, and one of the things that he you, know, you asked that question: how mm-hmm. do you how do you how do you know someone's getting better? And how do you how many times do they walk through your door? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, anybody that's 40 to 60, please listen, because here's the secret: when you're overweight, you're unhealthy. Here's what you're you're overwhelming yourself with one thing: the end result. Right. You cannot look at the journey's end. You have to look at day one. And I was fortunate enough to work with some great coaches, compete in a world championship, of which I won twice, and I was runner-up twice. When I did my job, I came in every day. And I'm going to take a, a backwards trip because Chris Draper and C.B. Eisman and a couple guys send me great stuff all the time. And one was Nick Saban. I think Michigan State was four and six. They were going to Ohio State. They were ranked number one in the country. And Nick Saban says, the day we change. He says he was a rah-rah coach. Go in, fire him up, fire him up. And that's what we want to do is train us, fire you up. And then he sat back. He says, what we're going to do is we're going to take every play. We're going to break it down into small baby steps. We are going to make sure we know every play, whether we win it or lose it or something good or bad happens, we're going to forget it and go on with the next one. And when I trained, what happened was he focused on the job, the task, that minute. Not what you're going to do. What, what, because what happens is well, the reason we quit things is because we're not seeing the results. Mm. Because you're worried about the results. You're not even doing the work. You're so, you know, I didn't see results. I didn't eat well. Today. Don't beat yourself up. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. When my kids, my adults come in the room, I make sure they go home with a victory every day. One in the kitchen, one at home. If they can do that. In one in the gym. So every day they see themselves getting stronger, they will come back. They see themselves, even though they're not maybe losing weight, or getting, because that's on them. We're going to give them the directions. But if they don't follow them, that's still on them. And it's still a task. But that's why sometimes I'm not so nice after a couple cup of coffee because I want them to be there. I know what it takes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have not done the journey. They're assuming. And it's easy when you're 20 to 30, 40 maybe. But when you hit 40 to 50, 50 to 60, and the shit starts dialing up on your plate, you better have a great coach and a great team of coaches like I do to help you get through this and navigate it because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So okay. I learned a lot from him on that. So it sounds like more like an attitude thing, right? you got to enjoy the process, man. Just enjoy the process. Forget about the end result, like you said. It's the same thing in my field. Yeah. Everybody's worried about getting a belt. Everybody wants to get a new belt. I'm like, just enjoy the process. The belt will come. As you do the work, I mean... I'm a fair person. I'm not going to stop you from progressing. Right. When I see you're ready for the next belt, I'm going to give you a belt. But enjoy the process, man. And you, you're going to get better because you're enjoying it. Not because you're forcing yourself or because you're seeing an end result. You want to you, you, you wanna get a blue belt. That's, that's the belt that most people quit the most, right? It's blue belt. That's what, because they aim to get the blue belt. Once they get it, like, ah, oh, 
But there's so much more. There's so much more you can mm. do. You you haven't you didn't even tap to you know to what you're supposed to, you, you can do. You know what right. I mean? So how, how old are you? I'm 41. 41. I got 20 years on you. So he says enjoy the process, which mm-hmm. is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And people come to Fabio and they come to me for one other reason: trust right. mm-hmm. the process. If you don't, it, when someone comes to me, they're not coming for a workout for guidance on food. I, they can get that anywhere. They're coming because they trust me with their life. So one of the things I, I, I'm listening to you say that is that one of the things I would talk to the blue belts about, and I heard that loud, is because I said the same thing. It's like, okay, but if if your life and the quality of your life is way up here, exactly, and then you're going for that blue, the, the blue belt's just part of the, having a great life, exactly, and being healthy and, and living long for your kids and your sons and your daughters and kicking ass, right? But if your your goals here, what, like you just said. What? Okay, I got the blue belt. Now yeah, what? Now what? You know, your why wasn't big enough, right? And that's why we talk about the why mm-hmm. all the time. Your why wasn't big enough. Once mm-hmm. it's big enough, and then you might think at the time, if they're young, hey, for a young person, that blue belt—that's all. That's the world. That is my why. But you better be prepared because you'll be let down. So what's next? You know, what do we have next? But if the why is our life and our quality of life. We're going to keep going back because now it's the process. Right. Now it's the process. And we're trusting our process because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And you see the results. And it's fun. Exactly. You, know? you got to have, yeah. yeah, have fun. got to have fun. got to see results. That makes perfect sense because, like, even bringing into the why aspect, that that's the biggest aspect of, like, why you're doing it. If your why is your family, then you're never too good to get better for your family. You're never no. too oh, I'm at this point of healthiness to where I could just stop. It doesn't stop. You know, it's something that you continuously do because you want to be there to accomplish things for your life and your family, you know. Right. And that's mainly a lot of people why who keeps going, you know. It brings me to journey aspect. So I want, I want to hear a piece of both of your journeys. I feel like they're going to intertwine somewhere, you know. It's like, what is what is your why? What, why do you get up every day early to face these people and show them this path to a better life? You changed my life. These people here changed my life because when you have a reputation, they've seen my podcast, they've seen my content, they know I can go. But when you sit in a room for 17 years and, oh, I heard he's this and I heard he's that and he's crazy and he yells and he's square, you're right. But one of my buddies had put it nicely. His daughter was getting married to a guy from another country and he was in the Secret Service. Very quiet, very demeaning. Demeanor, just real quiet and just real strict and no, no personality. And the dad, they came home and they stayed at the house one time and the dad looked at the daughter and just, he just, I don't like this guy. He's, just, no, he's not for me, is this and that. Because he looked at the cover. They looked at the cover. Mm-hmm. And at the wedding ceremony, he goes, I apologize to him because when I opened the book and I read the chapters and I peeled some of those away, it was the most incredible man I've ever met in my life. So for the first time now, I can get out of my doors. You know why no one's heard of me or saw me in Durant? Because I've been in my room for 17 years. My name has been there because I know I want to change lives. My father died. My brother died. And my mother died all within three years. I don't want anybody to feel that pain. And I love when I see these people who have think they have it all, the house, the cars. They go on vacation and they go, I'm living my best life. No, you're not. If you don't have your health, no, you don't. You think you do in your mind because you're trying to hide it. You're hiding behind your cars and your houses, and that's fine. 
But until you get healthy and you trust somebody, it's going to be another journey. And what you can give your kids, show them that you're on a journey for health because they'll follow you. But if you follow them into materialistic things, they're going to follow you there too. Mm -hmm. So I love getting up every day. Yeah, it's not easy. We have our good days and our bad days where Mm -hmm. we need a break. But at the end of the day, if you just have that one, that 10-year-old, that was worth getting out of bed for. Those are the ones you get out of bed. You're going to have the ones that just want to come in, grab a workout, and go on. Mm-hmm. But the ones you get when we can get out and, and you can take us out to the public and make mm-hmm. them aware of, hey, we got answers, that's when now we're, now we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Now we're rolling up our sleeves. Now we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the things I it's love. It's bigger. It's bigger, bigger than way bigger. It's way bigger than. But you got to have the platform. You gotta yep. know, because you can't go, hey, no, I'm not like that. I'm not, no, I'm not the asshole you think I am. Well, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it's way bigger right. than it's that. It's way bigger than that. Yeah. It's that's, the passion. That's, that's, that's real. You know, yeah. I, I think people get stuck on themselves in a sense in being able to see beyond themselves that say like this mission that I'm doing is bigger than me you know I'm providing something to the world that is going to benefit a lot of people like your journey you know I I heard you say that you know you were bullied sometimes a lot of people are bullied you know it's like I came I came you know I came from a soccer break background I played soccer a lot and I was always the smallest if not one of the smallest kids in the field and you know, and I was pretty good at my position. So one way to intimidate me was to bully me. They had the opposing team. They, some of the forwards would you know, elbow me in the, on the rib, or man, I had a guy spit inside my ear one time. Man, that, that took me off the game completely. I asked the, the coach to take me out. <laughs> that was a good job on his part. But you know, things like that happen. And you know, and I remember when when those things happened that I would. Coward, you know, like, man, I, I don't know how to fight, you know. If this guy is bigger than me, he's going to kick my ass, you know. I'm not going to, not even going to retaliate. I'm not going to do anything. But then as I started learning jiu-jitsu and I, you know, in, in the room, I started, like, beating other people that were bigger than me. And that just gave me such so much empowerment where, mm-hmm. you know, somebody came up to me and did something like that, I'll be able to defend myself now. You know, so it did a lot for me. You know, okay. had a lot of empowerment, uh, confidence, self-esteem. I wasn't, you know, I didn't really have good self-esteem growing up. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, what was I saying? Growing up, I didn't have a lot of self-esteem. I, would, I was a very quiet kid. Uh, I didn't talk a lot. And in the jiu-jitsu room, you meet a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, and... Uh, the more you talk with people, the more you learn about them, and the more you learn about yourself as well. So it, it helped me a lot, you know, with my self-esteem as far as chatting with people like I'm now, you know. Right. I've always had a problem talking, so it helped me a lot. Well, so. the same thing, too, is that now you've gone through it. Right. I've gone through it. You know, when people look at me, they go, oh, here, here, here's Mr. Trainer again, and he's going to tell us how to eat and drink. But until I pull out that picture of me when I was, you know, given two years to live at 336, they go, and I've had people come and apologize right. because that that perception, you know, think, well, you're Mr. Jiu-Jitsu now. You're you're you were all you were like this all your life. No, you no, weren't. No, no, no. But you know the journey of what these kids go. We right. know what they're feeling like. Exactly. I know what these kids are feeling like. Exactly. See, and if you've never gone through what we have, mm-hmm. you know, with low self-esteem, low self-confidence, they don't get it. So right. that's, I mean, it never leaves us. Right, no. You, I'm still you this. Don't forget that. No, no, you no. never forget it. It yeah. lives with you, and it, it kind of molds you to help those kids. Yes. And again, we need to coach the kids, not babysit them. 
And that's where your discipline with jujitsu in our strength, these kids don't move unless I tell them. Right. So we can coach all these kids at one time. When you put 10, 20 kids in a room with one coach, it's like, what kind of shit show are you expecting from these kids? And then we'll get down to the combine, and I'm looking at 80% of these NFL players that don't know how to squat. I'm going, what? how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, they went to a high school weight room, had no direction, went to a mediocre small college, had no direction, so you just took what you knew in those eight years, and that's what you lived with. Right. Then you get the ones who may have had a father in the NFL, or they know where to send their kids. So parents, here's the big thing. Your job as a parent is to know who to put your son or daughter in front of. Do your work, do your research. We're out there, they're out there, our coaches are out there. Ask around, because that's gonna be the influence that raises your kid when you're not around. And I love doing that, and that's why I'm here with Fabio today, because we just love the opportunity to work with kids. Likewise, yes, 100%. I think, you know, this is an interesting topic I wanna bring up, because again, even like through your journeys, cross-pollinating, training now, okay, training with both of you guys. I know you use kettlebells. Um, Jiu-Jitsu, it's an art of discipline. Also, just calm, mind, being able to figure out more than just the fight, it's, it's life issues. You yes. know, um, one of your students came to me, George, and he would he was preaching to me so much of like how it has taught him to figure out things beyond just the art itself of fighting. So, how would a student of jujitsu benefit from kettlebells, and how would a student of art of strength benefit from jujitsu? That's what I want. Well, I think um, as far as kettlebell, I mean, using your core, your legs. Your hips, it's very important in jiu-jitsu, you know. So I think with kettlebell, I mean, we can definitely get those parts really strong and help out for sure when we're, when we're training. Um, I, don't see, I don't see why getting stronger would not help jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I, know, I know, like, um, people say all the time, you know, technique, technique is, you know, is, is above strength, which is it's true, you know, to a certain extent, but... If you got a, pre- a person that's pretty strong and they have good technique, man, you're gonna have a bad day. Right. So, so, somebody, right. so, <laughs> so it goes a long way. So it's, it's probably like you know, it's like when when parents come, I want my kid to jump higher. We'll get stronger. Well, I want him to run faster. Well, then get stronger. Right. Same thing there. Exactly. You want to be a better jujitsu fighter? Get stronger. Get stronger. Yeah. And and a lot of times, you know, like with you guys, you you're good at what you do, but then again, it's like me. It's like I got to find. So how that correlates with me is that when you put a kettlebell in your hand. They all look the same. It is a discipline. It's an art to teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, many years' experience. But again, it's the discipline of not reacting. So when you get bells in your hand and you're doing a complex and your heart rate goes from literally 100 to 180 in 30 seconds and you still have the bells in your hand, you're starting to react to what you're feeling. You're not dying. Mm-hmm. You're just reacting. And as we're doing this, would call, again, they calm. Exactly. We already know we're going to get through it. Right. Now calm down. Let's let's not react. Think about the, how we get through it. Mm-hmm. Don't react to what we're doing. We're exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually, I think that is the most like interesting part in the sense of like being able to train under both, and then having that quality of life aspect that you don't typically see. So if you were to leave someone with one piece of advice, both of you guys, just like one short piece of advice for your for the audience for the people who train at Artist Strength, for the people who train BJJ, 3 BJJ, through your own expertise, what would you say for jiu-jitsu, speaking from jiu-jitsu background? For jiu-jitsu background, like I said, just enjoy the process, man. Just, you know, come in, don't overthink it. Um, jiu-jitsu is an art of pro- solving problems. It's going to help you a lot in your life, solving problems in your life. 
he's going to give you the confidence to go to a room and for a job interview, you're going to do just fine because the day before somebody was trying to choke the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can handle that, you know, I think jiu-jitsu, if, you, if jiu-jitsu can help you help handle that, a job interview should be nothing, you know? Perfect. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. What about you, Michael? Very simple. The kettlebell tool saved my life. I don't do cardio. I don't take walks. I don't swim. I don't bike ride. And this tool will save people's lives. Marcus McGrew is now sitting back in Silicon Valley with a new heart, two new kidneys. We saved his life. I have seven cancer survivors who are rock stars because of a kettlebell. We don't have to worry about this as an exercise tool. America, doctors, physical therapist, please call me. I can save lives. I will save lives if you would just give us the opportunity. Thank you, guys. I both appreciate it. I think we've learned something very helpful, all of us. So I appreciate both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Appreciate it. Some of you, I woke up. You take a step back and go, "He, he made this simple. Baby steps. Invest. Research. Get help from the best. Know who the best are. And then, then the other ones. Kind of thought it was a cute presentation. It was great, good information. It was fun. He was intense. You're going to jump back on your track. And that car is going to ride. And it is inevitable. I'm telling you right now, it is inevitable. That somewhere along that line, that car, that track is going to collide with the wall. And I'm praying to you right now. I'm praying to God, your families and everything, that there's not someone standing in front of you and looks at you and greets you with change or die.